Well, as big as Ticketmaster is, clearly Taylor Swift is bigger. Taylor Swift is, well, has been for, you know, what, a decade or more maybe, uh, is one of the biggest stars on the planet. So Taylor Swift is about to launch on a global tour, the Eras Tour. And this is going to be big. And everybody knew it was going to be big. Both because, you know, the magnitude of the stardom here. And probably, you know, to some extent, just that pent-up demand to go see concerts, period. Especially someone like Taylor Swift. So what happened recently, as you may recall, uh, the Ticketmaster opened up pre-sales to the Taylor Swift tour. But then when it came to the public sale, they couldn't do it. As they said at the time, due to extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand, tomorrow's public on sale for the Taylor Swift Eras tour has been canceled. Taylor Swift got mad. Boy, oh boy, her fans were mad. In fact, some Taylor Swift fans, the Swifties as they're known, they sued Ticketmaster. Over this led to some calls for Ticketmaster to be regulated or broken up altogether, right? And prompted a whole conversation about the way in which tickets are sold and resold these days. Well, it looks as though uh, Ticketmaster is trying again. So some Ticketmaster fans received an email this week from Ticketmaster informing them that they will have a limited opportunity to purchase no more than two tickets each for one of Swift's upcoming shows. The email says, quote, you were selected for this opportunity because you've been identified as a fan who received a boost during the verified fan presale, but did not purchase tickets. Apologize for the difficulties you may have experienced and have been asked by Taylor's team to create this additional opportunity for you to purchase tickets. Joining us uh, for the latest on on this whole saga, what this tells us about concerts and tickets, Ticketmaster and the whole ecosystem that now exists. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, someone who follows all of this very closely. Dr. Pascal Cordy is a professor of economics at the University of Victoria. Professor Cordy, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hello. So uh, what does all of this tell you about, you know, the, the role of Ticketmaster when it comes to, to events, the star power, someone like Taylor Swift, and, and how this all operates? Well, it's, it's very difficult to know because the, the Ticketmaster just gives a very uh, sketchy uh, updates about what actually happens. Uh, there's a lot of opacity, and, and usually it's only after... Uh, the, everything settles and and uh, typically takes a, a bit of time. Sometimes investigations are made by uh, regulators, and then we really know what has happened. You know, in the case of the Taylor Swift tour, I mean, you know, the man was massive, like art off the charts, massive. Is it That's right? Right. So. Is it unfair to some extent to blame Ticketmaster for what happened here? That it's it's hard to think of another system that could handle that sort of demand. Well, the, the 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 point is that if you have excess demand, what you want to run is a fair lottery, and there are many ways to run a fair lottery, meaning that you know not everybody can get a ticket. And and the way you want to do it, you don't want to waste people's time. You want people to register, and then after you draw some people, and they are the winners, they get to go to the concerts, and and other people they are they are not lucky and they they they, they cannot access the concert. So running a fair lottery is possible. Mm-hmm. The problem here, uh, in many instances, like the one we're observing now, is that we are not told how many tickets are actually released. Uh, tickets are released sequentially. 
Then some tickets appear on the secondary market. They, they are never really released on the primary market. So some tickets, they, they, there's a face value on, on the ticket, but these tickets are never sold at that price. So, so you see, are, are we really observing uh, 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 Ticketmaster trying to do its best effort at running a fair lottery, or, or maybe we aren't? And, and, and we, it's hard to tell with the information we have at the moment. Well, it is frustrating because it doesn't seem fair. I think that's a complaint a lot of people have, that, that it doesn't seem fair. That, first of all, you have the idea of a pre-sale that, that only certain people are eligible mm-hmm. for. Uh, then you've got, of course, the secondary market, which adds a whole other level. So, I don't know. I mean, is it possible, given all of this, that, that a truly fair system can exist? Yes, yeah, so some artists have managed to do that. Uh, Ed Sheeran had uh, uh, large excess demands for 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 his concerts, and he, he put a lot of effort in trying to uh, have fair lotteries and, and trying to prevent games on the secondary market. So, so the issue is really: are, are you trying to sell tickets at market price, meaning that you're going to increase the price up to the point where there is no excess demand? Or are you really trying to leave money on the table, meaning that, that um, more fans want to come to your concert, concert than, than you can accommodate? And, and I think there should be a very clear statement about, about what, what the artist and the ticketing agency are trying to achieve. In many, many instances, we don't know, right? We, we, we don't know, and, 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 then, and we're told certain things. And, and uh, um, you know, these buying frenzies also are used to, to generate a lot of uh, excitement and interest. It's kind of free publicity for the artist. So I think you have to be fair and, and, and uh, be very uh, transparent about what you're trying to achieve. And, and then after trying to, to do it in, in a way, after they do, uh, how do you actually manage that? But, but Allocating tickets uh, in uh, in a fair lottery is possible. It used to be done in back in the days with having uh, uh, people queuing, physically mm-hmm. queuing in lines. And there are ways now to have uh, if if you clearly announce and and take all um, potential interest in in the concert and then randomly uh, assign the tickets. I, I'm I'm I think it's possible to achieve that at least in a better way, in a more transparent way, in a way that doesn't create so much fan frustration as it is done now. Well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be frustration, though. I mean, you know, fair could seem unfair to people. If a, a fair lottery occurs and I miss out on the opportunity to go see this artist that I love, that's going to feel unfair to me. And then the opportunity where here's someone on the secondary market saying, you missed out on that, no problem. I've got some tickets here. It's going to cost you a little bit more, but you'll still get to see your beloved artist, and, and that's going to have some appeal. And, and you make a very good point here. The only way to make this fair lottery work is if you make the ticket uh, non-transferable, which means that you, you have to purchase the ticket under your name, and then after you can be reimbursed, right? In the event you have um, you know, a change of plan or something happens, you, you can get your money back. But you have to give the ticket back to the to the ticketing agency, and the ticketing agency has a waiting line and uh, a virtual line of, of people who were not served, and these people are served in, in in sequential order. And and this is this is possible to implement. It, you mentioned something interesting too. You talk about the market price and. How do you determine what the market price is for, say, a concert? Because supply and demand comes in, into play. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be more expensive or should be more expensive maybe to see a massive star like Taylor Swift versus kind of a, a smaller act. But 
And how do we determine what's a, a fair price or, or what market value is for something like this? Well, you, you make a very good point here. And um, so the, the market price, in some sense, is largely, uh, uh, you know, whatever people believe, right? Or what it, and, and what people believe is, 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 uh, depends on how, how much the excitement or how much they, they think other people are, are willing to attend. And, and that's where you see sometimes... You know, it, it's in, in, in as a seller, you you want to make people believe that this is really uh, the concert of the year, and you want to create this excitement, yeah, yeah. and the buying frenzy benefits you. So, but to answer your question, what some artists have done is that one one way to proceed is just to say, look, I'm I'm going to come to town, and I'm going to stay, I'm going to sell my tickets at uh, let's say two hundred dollars or whatever value you think is fair, and I will stay in town until uh, everybody who wanted to see my concert has had the chance to to to, to attend, right. and so meaning that I. I add evenings, I add, uh, 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 I spend more time in town to make sure everybody has a chance. You, you, I mean, this is kind of an ideal scenario, but what I'm saying is by playing larger venues or, or doing more, more, more shows, you will reduce the, the pressure on, uh, on, on, on uh, resale. Very interesting. We'll see what happens with this whole Taylor Swift situation and uh, what changes, if any, come of this. But appreciate your perspective on all of this. Pascal, thanks for joining us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.